Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers? And welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and this is your usually 20-minute sports gambling podcast, where this episode we discuss the AFC and NFC South with our predictor, with our main football man, the Panzerati Prince. Yes, the Panzerati Prince is coming on for the third part of a four-part series where we break down the AFC and NFC-specific divisions. We go through every team for the wins and losses, over-unders, plus I throw out a little prop associated with the team. It's been going well. We've been agreeing, we've been disagreeing, and on this episode, I think we're going to disagree on a whole bunch of stuff. There's no recap. I know, I'm sad, I miss you too. But if you're looking for daily picks, if you're looking for, this is a sports gambling podcast, if you're looking for absolute picks that we are making every day, we are going crazy for baseball right now, at Losing Money WAB. On Instagram, on Twitter, we make daily free picks. The other day we made picks on seven games, sometimes three, sometimes four. Jeez, a lot of games, and we are doing pretty well all on the underdogs. So please join us at Losing Money WAB, where you could be seeing all the picks we're making daily while we're in the four-week series of football previews. Oh my goodness. We are almost finishing up on season one of Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. This show was started with the football season, and season two will be kicking off during the first week of football. We're going to have all your favorites back on. Everyone's going to be making picks, giving different angles on games. We're so excited for what season two is going to bring and the many ways that we could be losing money on all the sports. Speaking of losing money, the best way to do it is with friends. Pants Ready Prince coming up next, AFC, NFC South preview. And welcome back to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom with us, as always, to talk about the AFC and NFC South, the Pants Ready Prince. Pants Ready Prince, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. How you doing? This is tough. These two divisions are are tough. Are tough. Yeah, they could go either way. I think, like with literally every team, I'm 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 kind of on the fence here, but uh, I've got my picks ready. Yeah, I, it's so funny. We talk about the good teams, and it's so hard when they're good. And twelve and a half wins. Oh my god, that's so many wins. How are they going to do this kind of thing? I find it equally, if not harder, when you're talking about the low, low, low win teams, like the bad, bad, bad teams, and picking them over under is just oh my god, it's so hard. Yeah, I think we're both looking at Houston here. We'll talk Houston, about yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare picking Houston, but why don't we get to them? Let's start with the AFC South. Let's start with the Tennessee Titans. Their over-under is nine right now. Panzerite Prince, where are you going? I'm going over with the Titans. Um, you know what? They've got a very good underrated O-line. They've got weapons yep. galore now, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the addition of Julio and Derrick Henry's a beast, as we all know. Like, Brian Tannehill just has to be competent. That's all he has to do, and this yep. offense is still going to thrive. Now, the problem here, the problem last year was the defense. Holy crap, was it bad. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, they get Danico Autry. They get Bud Dupree. Mm-hmm. They get, mm-hmm. if Caleb Farley at 22 stays healthy, he is a yeah. massive steal. Like, a massive steal for them. And then you got Kevin yeah. Biden, like, leading that secondary. So, I think, yes, nine wins is not asking a lot out of a very good Tennessee Titans team. So, probably the easiest pick for me today is going over on the Titans. See, I agree with you, too. They went 11-5 and five last year, like you're saying. Added Jones, added Dupree, added Autry. Caleb Farley only dropped in the draft because of a medical problem, but if he stays healthy, well, that medical problem's not an issue anymore. They lost Corey Davis, they lost Johnny Smith, but the big one is they lost Art Smith. That's the big one. And that's why I believe they're not at 9.5 or 10, but he was the offensive coordinator. Like, yeah, he might be great, and maybe the Falcons are going to light it up, but, like... <laughs> 
he's the offensive coordinator. This this can't the structure is still there. Derrick Henry is still there. They're still going to run the ball like crazy, do the pass pass action system. I I really don't fully understand. I think this number is kind of nuts. I am also going over, and my team prop that I'm going with is them to win the AFC South only at minus one ten. They want minus one ten. I don't I don't really fully understand this. Defense should be better. The offense should be just the same. So let's go with the over in the nine. Yeah, I think with the minus one ten that it all leads us to the next team, yes. Indy, right? Like and he is the question, Cosson, Cosson, Cosson. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. what you ask yourself because what is it? the number is nine for the Colts, right? Number's nine for Indianapolis Colts, yes. And I'm gonna go over solely based mm-hmm. on the fact that this team, minus Carson Wentz is amongst the best in the league. Everywhere else, they are strong, and I mean very strong. This is, what, the best running back room in the league with Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naeem Hines, Jordan Wilkins. Like, that's a huge group with an amazing offensive line. Quentin Nelson's back in practice. Ryan Kelly's back in practice. And then your defense is, holy crap, the the most energized defense I think we can talk about with Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore, Quiddy Pay coming in. It's a lot. And you just ask yourself, where does Carson Wentz fit if he's healthy or not? But three practices in a row already for Carson Wentz, three weeks removed from a foot surgery. That's got to yeah. be a good sign to get him back. I think he misses – if he misses a game, it's one. He's back. Yeah. The Colts win more than nine games. And I do like them taking the division at plus 145. See, I am going over as well. Oh, see, there you go with the division bet. I'm also going over as well, and I think this is as much as to do with – this division sucks. This division is awful, 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 awful. And even even the Titans winning this division might not be might be one of the softer division winners. Or even if it's the Colts, the Jaguars suck and the Texans suck. The Colts are a good, strong defense, and they're going to play steady with the run game, and that will just get you enough wins to get over nine. Nine is not a ton of wins, and I absolutely can see that happening. The defense will be in the top third, right? The offense will be centered around the run, but you can't win without a good quarterback. And Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz hasn't been good in a while. You know, people forget that Rivers really wasn't bad last year at all. You know, he was quite efficient. This team was good, and within a play or two of beating the Bills in the playoffs, I I, I got to go over nine. But after that, I just don't know because somebody's got to throw the ball and somebody has to catch the ball, and I'm not really sure who's going to be on either of those. This Because uh, I was looking at player props, and the highest receiving uh, yards that they had was Michael Pittman at 800. 800. That's that's the over under that for a re- their top receiver. Yikes! That is not good. Yeah, the wide receivers are really coming in under the radar here for the Colts. Yeah, but, you know, I think T.Y. Hilton gives you that security blanket, and Mike Pittman is supposed to take the next step. But if you look at this guy, yep. Mike Strong, coming out of camp, everyone is talking about this guy. Right, big yes. body that they drafted. So I'm gonna look for him. Maybe take him in the 15th round of uh, my fantasy drafts and see if I strike gold here. <laughs> Well, there you go. My team prop for the Indianapolis Colts, them to make the playoffs, minus 160. That's it. Just to make the playoffs, minus 160. I think that makes a ton of sense. That's the money you can count right there. All right, next up, Jacksonville Jaguars, six and a half. Six and a half. Very interesting number. Vance Freddie Prince, where are you going with this? Okay, this is probably my first shocker of the day. I'm going over on the Jags. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, all right. Here's why. I, I just, I'm looking at what they did and... You look at a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, you know, the best QB prospect to come in since Andrew Luck. And if he is the best QB prospect to come in and materialize since Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck led a crappy Colts team in 2012 to 11 wins. So we'll see what we'll see what Trevor Lawrence can do. And I think Marvin Jones is such an underrated signing for him because I think he's going to be a great security blanket for him. 
I, I mm. think he's going to help him a lot. Well, then he can open it up with DJ Chalk and LaVisca Chanel. I just yeah. really hated the Jags drafting Travis Etienne, and now it's going to yeah. screw them because he's out all year. Why didn't they get defensive help? Why oh. didn't they get help elsewhere? But, yeah. you know, you sign Shaq, Drif- Shaq Griffin, CJ Henderson. Up still Miles Jack. Yeah. Like, stopping the run is going to be a big problem for the Jags. But I, mm-hmm. I do think that they can surprise a lot of teams with some underrated talent. And, and 7 and 10 isn't something I don't like. I, I could see that happen. So I'm going to over here. I agree. I agree with you. I see what you're saying. And I the big one hanging over the all, all of this is Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, I never liked him in college. I hated that guy. He won a lot. That's good for him. But college coaches going to the NFL, not as coordinators, not as specialists, but as head coaches that are instilling, you know, a personality and a culture to a team. Over the last 10 years, there's been 31 rookie quarterbacks who have seen significant snaps. That's like starting most of the games. Only seven of them have performed above average. Prescott, RG3, Wilson, Justin Herbert, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and Andrew Luck. Most of these are bad. So much so that the median performance of those 31 is Mike Glennon. That's the middle. So I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence is Mike Glennon. He's not. He's closer to those top of the seven. But it's more familiar that a rookie quarterback will be not great. And if he's not great, this team's going to be bad. Like That's bad, bad. Very true. That it, it, so it, it rides on him, but again, it's it's Trevor Lawrence, right? Yes. This, this yes. guy shits winning. Like he he yeah. lost what <laughs> two games in his life. Like it's yeah. You just gotta think. Does seven and ten look so unrealistic for the Jacks? I don't think it does. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I agree with you. I think it comes down to the defense. I think the offense will put up points. I don't think it's like, you know, they put up 24 points in a game. You're not going to be like, whoa, whoa, I can't believe this. But I just, with Urban Meyer and with, uh, I don't know, they get to play the Houston Texans twice. So that's exciting. Uh, maybe that's, maybe that's going to help for them. But I'm going to go with the under six and a half, actually. And my player prop is DJ Chark under 905 yards, receiving yards. I Marvin Jones' his number is 825. Chenault's is 700. How are all these players going to get all these receiving yards? Chark is the highest number, and as a history of getting hurt, let's go under 905 yards. I don't know where that's coming from. I like that, too. I like that, too. Yeah. Well, here we go. This is the fun one. Houston Texans over under four. There are 17 games in the schedule, and they need to win four of them. Panzeri Prince, they put suck. me out of my misery. They <laughs> suck. So here's my thing, right? I was like, okay, four wins is, is like nothing but they, you know, Deshaun Watson, it looks like he's going to play. I don't know fucking how. I love God. Play. But say yeah. he does play, right? I was thinking, oh, well, he'll will them to at least four wins. But no, he played all last year and they only got four wins. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm going under. This team is so shit. I got to expect that Deshaun Watson misses significant time. I hope he misses significant time. Yeah. And the rest of the team is just a pile of crap. So yeah. I'm going under. I, I don't think they see four wins. I think this is uh, Houston Texans uh, on the clock for the 2022 NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, taking uh, taking Rattler. Um, yeah, this sucks. I don't want to do this. This this is terrible. Let's go under. They suck. Deshaun Watson played last season, like you're saying. They went 4-12. and 12. Why are they going to be better? Look at the list of players they lost. And it's just absurd. Like, I don't know who they're going to put out there. Most of the... I, I, I pray for the like the athletic beat reporter that is the Houston Texan reporter. He must have seven pages of players' names to go like, who the hell's that? Okay, okay. <laughs> who the hell's that guy? Okay. So I don't I don't like this. Under four. Let's just put me out of my misery like a dead horse. Um, player prop that I like in this one, Brandon Cooks under 895 yards. Once again, I understand the strategy of like someone has to catch the ball because for the most part, that is often true. Brandon Cooks been hurt most of his career. Tyra Taylor doesn't throw down the field or 
Davis Webb or Davis Mills or whatever his name is. I, I don't like that. I'm going under. If you have it, if you just want to make a lot of money, like the stock market, just take unders everywhere on the Houston Texans and you'll probably make your money back. Yeah, I agree with that. They suck. <laughs> they suck. Moving on. All right, the NFC South. And we're going to go to the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're over-unders at 12, uh, which is, I think, a very interesting number. Well, how how say you, Panzerati Prince? Okay, so everyone's back, right? They, they've yeah, got everyone back. They've got the most weapons in the NFL. Yeah. Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Gronk, playoff Lenny, whatever you want to fucking call him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the defense is absolutely stacked can we start talking about how good are we allowed to start talking about how good this defense is because no. they were among the best if not the best last year and everyone was just like oh tom brady like yeah he's he's the he's, reason he's the reason he yep. threw three picks in the nfc championship game but he's still the reason no the defense is so good shaq barrett and ndamukong sue jpp yeah. is coming back antoine winfield jr sean murphy but bunting all led by Devin White. This is probably Tom yeah. Brady's best defensive core, including the 01, 03, and 04 wow. Patriots who carried him to three Super Bowls. Yes, carried him to three Super Bowls. And that is why I'm going under on the Bucks because I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't think this will be shocking if you were listening to the Panzer Eye Prince and us last year during the playoffs. I'm also going under. They went 11-5 and five last year, Okay. And I get that they have a historically low turnover for a champion, but they're older, and a lot of these deals are for longer now. Is Fournette going to be better this year? Is JPP going to be better this year? Is Levante David going to be better this year? No. Is Tom Brady going to be better this year? No, they have to fall off eventually. Why not this year? This division is secretly kind of okay. And yeah. I just don't... I think also they're an older team at this point. Why in the world would they go for the best record? Like these idiots out there you see on social media all the time making records for... Um, making bets, excuse me, for perfect records for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm like, why does that... Why would they want to do that? Like, I don't even get it. And so that gets to my player prop. Rob Gronkowski, under 495 receiving yards. Cameron Brait, OJ Howard, both back, both healthy. And I just think they keep him in a garage until they need him in the playoffs. I bet you he doesn't even play in his own zone. They just get him into the red zone. They're like, okay, Gronkowski, here you go. Let's go out there. I, d I don't get that at all. I just think I love the unders on this because I don't think they're going to be as motivated as they were last year. And they're just going to wait to get to the playoffs as they should. As they should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Well, there we go. That's all our thoughts on the Buccaneers. God damn it. They get me so fired up. God, I wish this wouldn't boil my blood as much as it does. Ugh. All right. So a team that uh, doesn't upset you at all, the New Orleans Saints. Their over-under is at nine. Panzer right Prince, how do you like? The New Orleans Saints, I'm going over nine because Whoa. I think there's a lot of value here, and I think the Saints are going to be very good. I am on the Jameis Winston bandwagon. I think yep. he's going to be very good. And this team, you know, other than, you know, losing Drew Brees, who, let's be honest, was crap last year. Exactly. Yep. Still was very good. Yeah. They, they, I mean, the playoff performance was a disaster. Gifted. Yeah. Here, you, here you go, Tom Brady. Here's another win gifted to you. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think the offensive line is elite, like elite. And I yep. think we've got everyone's best kept secret, who is no longer a secret, Marquez Calloway is looking like an absolute darling for them to, yeah. to hold them off until Mike Thomas comes back and creates some more drama. Uh, but I really like James Winston. I like him under center, learning the ropes last year and coming in. Let's be real. This guy is a guy who puts up numbers, and yes, a lot of interceptions, but he's a first yes. overall pick who still can throw the ball in very tight windows, and I think Sean mm -hmm. Payton is the perfect guy for him to rein in those interceptions. 
The defense, you got Marshawn Lattimore, you got Cam Jordan. I think yep. the Saints winning the division is what, plus 431? Yes. I would take that all fucking day. That's amazing. I am. I thought I was going to have to argue with you on this one. I love the Saints this year. That is off. God, I was so sure about this. I'm with you. Breeze wasn't that great last year. They went 12-4. and four. Why did they go 12-4? and four? It's like a lot of teams. You give a lot of credit to the quarterback when sometimes it's just not the quarterback that's giving you all those wins. The defense is great, and the players that they lost are not the impactful players. Losing Hendricks, fine. Go, go sign for a bunch of money. You're not even that good. The receivers are good. The line is good, and they're going to run the ball really well. And the most important part they didn't lose is Sean Payton. Sean Payton is brilliant, and and they will they'll coach up anybody. They they I swear to God the Taysom Hill thing is a bet he made like ten years ago. Like I bet you I can make a non quarterback actually really good. You're like oh okay cool. <laughs> I'm with you on Jameis Winston. I love this one. Uh, it depends on the QB, but I I love the division winner. And I'm going to throw another crazy bet out there. Jameis Winston NFL passing leader this year sixty five to one right now. Now. Is this likely to happen? No. Patrick Mahomes is still in the league. But 65 to 1, he did it. And 65 to 1 is not, a, it's not, it's just a, why not? Put a little piece of money yeah. on that one. Also, just like five minutes ago, before we started talking, I went on and saw what his odds were for the MVP. Just cause, just okay, cause. All right. yeah. And I threw a little tenor on there because it's like plus 4,000 and something. Why not? <laughs> why why not? not? I got to live a little. Okay, and I, I, Panzeri Prince, I hope you're ready for this. I hope you're sitting down because we are bringing up your team next. Your nemesis, your enemy, the Atlanta Falcons, with their seven and a half over under. I, I'm so sorry we have to do this to you. This must be very sensitive. What are you thinking? So how much money did I lose on the Atlanta Falcons last year? So uh, it's a lot. Because I just, for some reason, kept believing and kept believing and it looks like I haven't learned anything, Andrew. I'm going over on the Falcons. Rise up. He's back. He's back. Arthur Smith coming in is a great move for that offense who has all the talent in the world, just could not seem to perform the past couple of years. And I think he injects a nice little spark, just like Dean Pease will for the defense. Yeah. I mean, yes, they lose Julio, but Julio hasn't been Julio. I, I know when he's healthy, he's still Julio, but but – the Falcons don't need him to succeed. Calvin right. Ridley has come in to take that role. Kyle Pitts, I'm so excited to watch this guy. I'm so excited. And yeah. Matt Ryan, you know, I, he still can do it. I, yes. I still believe in Matt Ryan to get you over seven wins. So for me, yeah. I think this is a pretty easy one, and I, I'm rising up, unfortunately, <laughs> once again. Well, I, 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 you could call me the cooler because I'm going against the Panzerite Prince. I'm going under the seven and a half, and I, it's, it's tough because you can't really tell what's going on inside of their camp right now. There are quotes going back and forth all the time, and Art Smith keeps doing this thing where it's like, it's a process. We're going to take it one step at a time. It sounds more often like he's trying to break it down, but if he was trying to break down the team, why did they hold on to Matt Ryan? Why didn't they trade him to San Francisco before the draft or you know whoever, Indianapolis? You know, somebody that needed a quarterback. You can't do both. Like, Kyle Pitts was a, a kind of win-now-ish move because he's a generational player. If you really wanted to break it down, you'd draft Penny Sewell or something. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what to do with this. Under 7.5. A big one was that under Dan Quinn, they were 0-5. They fire him. Then Raheem Morris takes over, and everyone's like, man, Raheem Morris, that was such that was so good. They are playing so different. That was wonderful. They were still 4-7 and seven with him. Like, they weren't, like, good. So going 4-12 and 12 last year and thinking that we're going to get better this year just because of a change in coaching staff – 
uh, for a coordinator who's never been a head coach, excuse me, I don't know. I think I think this is in the blood, and I think Matt Ryan's going to be set free at the end of the year. I'm going to go under seven and a half, and that's directly tied to our next pick. I think also because you got to decide between the two of them. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so my player prop for the Atlanta Falcons, though, Kyle Pitts under 805 receiving yards. The only reason I'm doing, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be unbelievable. But this would be the fourth highest receiving total ever by a rookie tight end. First is Mike Dickett in 1961, so whatever. But he did a thousand. But the, the next highest is Jeremy Shockey in 2002. Like, the, the rookie tight ends do not set the world on fire. Even the incre- in, the, in the current generation with all these incredible tight ends, they don't set the world on fire in their first year. I think he's going to have a great year. I think he might score a ton of touchdowns, but I don't think he's going to go over 800 receiving yards. So, there we go. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. I think his touchdown numbers are going to be up for sure. I think they're going to yeah. look for him a lot in the red zone. But, yeah, the odds thing – Look, they stretch the field so much. Matt Ryan goes deep so much, and and that's a Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley thing. That's that's a gauge thing. Like, yeah, I could see that for sure. I could see him going under. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I love Mike Davis too. So there, there's something we could talk about. All right, the Carolina Panthers also at seven and a half. This number kind of blew my mind. I thought the number was definitely going to be lower than seven and a half. But Panzer Eye Prince, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm going under because I thought the number was going to be lower too. Um, yeah, I. I like the pieces. I mean, I, I like the tandem of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. I think that's a great one-two punch yeah. that gives you, like, the most yards after catch ever. <laughs> they are yak monsters. Insane. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, is he the first overall pick in your fantasy drafts? I'm not touching yes. him because of his injury concerns. I well, just, okay. And Chubba Hubbard. But I don't know. I don't know. The offensive line is a work in progress. The defense it needs work, but I like the pieces they have. J.C. Horn, yes. Derek Brown, Jamie Chin. Those are some great pieces, but I do think they need work in bringing it all together. Yeah. And uh, what kind of a guy are we getting with Sam Donald? I just – they're not ready yet. They're rebuilding, that's the so that's why I'm going under. I do like the pieces they have in place, and I think in a year or two, maybe Carolina pushes and knocks on the wild card door. But yep. now I'm going under. Okay, so I'm actually going over, but actually for a lot of similar reasons we're talking about. We're kind of on the same page. We just see it going two different ways here. Mm. How good is Matt Rule? Is he the opposite of Adam Gase? Because that's kind of what we need here. <laughs> we need Sam Darnold to push the ball down the fucking field. Taylor Bridgewater was fine, and he was very efficient. But man, he did not move the ball down the field, and it led to them being historically bad in one-score games. Historically bad. If they can swing just a few of them, all of a sudden they're at 75, 7.5 pretty easily here. So... Uh, the second draft in a row, it's been all defense. Plus, I like the addition of Hassan Reddick as well. Um, I just think if we could get a few of these close games switching over on the other side, this team could be very, very, very good. So, I, I like, honestly, like eight, eight, nine wins kind of thing. And you're like, yeah. whoa, what? All of a sudden, the Carolina Panthers, holy shit. The player prop I'm going with, though, kind of goes against everything I just said. I'm going to go Sam Darnold under 3,950 yards, and that's only because he played three seasons. Here are his totals, 2,800, 3,000, and 2,200. And now he's going to go for 4,000? Wait, wait, what? What year is this? I understand he's going to pass to Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield and stuff like that, but that's only going to go so far. So I'm going under, three. what is it, 3,950. Yeah, I mean, the jury is still out on Sam Donald. We don't we don't yeah. know. I really liked him coming out of USC and going into that draft. Yeah. I thought the Browns were going to take him first overall. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. How much do you blame on Adam Gase? How much do you blame Adam Gase? And I think the answer is a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, but, like, and that's the thing is, like, we're going to go very quickly from going, like, I like, I like Sam Donald, but if he has a bad year this year, 
Like, then it's like, cut bait, he's done, he's dead. Like, yeah. don't even worry yeah. about him anymore. And that's a big swing in just one year. So, we're going to well, we're gonna find out. But, Panzerati Prince, we're going to be back to complete our preview, our AFC and NFC West preview next week. And I can't wait to do it all over again. Yeah, you take it easy. Can't wait. Okay, that's it. That's all. Thank you so much to the Panzerati Prince coming on for the AFC and NFC South preview. Next week will be the final preview, AFC and NFC West. Then after that, football. Actual goddamn football. I can't believe it. I am so excited. I hope you are too. So please join us next week for the AFC NFC West preview. And thank you so much for losing money with Andrew Bascom. Once again, please go to at losing money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, where we make free daily picks. Can you please subscribe, rate, and review Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts? The incredible theme and music that plays throughout the show was done by Nikki Mitchell. You can find her music on Spotify or on Instagram. Both links are in the description right now. Look down at your phone. Maybe the only time someone's going to actually say, look at your phone. Don't look at me. Look at your phone. The creative force behind Losing Money with Andrew Bascom is Alex Monin, and we are a proud product of Sad Styles Productions, executive producers, Mike Yarenworth, and me, Andrew Bascom. Thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to talk to you soon. Have fun losing money. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by... Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!